Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim. Welcome to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Today we have Shailen Avalon on the line. Uh, she's a Christian, a dog model, and Spotify verified artist. That takes a lot. Uh, Shailen, do you want to take a moment to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, my name is Shailen. I got my start on YouTube when I was about 17 years old. I've been growing my platform basically from there ever since then. And then I moved out to LA when I was 19. I'm 25 now. I've been putting out my own music. I've got a new song coming out next week. I'm super excited. And my latest song, XOXO, which is based around Gossip Girl, I heard um, was played in like 52 countries on my Spotify rap. So yay. I'm very excited about that. Thank you guys. Yeah, Spotify raps this new thing that I think just came out this week. If you're an artist, it kind of wraps up the summary of how many people have listened to your content and how many countries and so forth for the entire year. It kind of condenses that all into a small package so you get that to share. If you're a listener, then it gives you some other data too. Like for me personally, I was on Spotify last night checking this thing out and it kind of gave me all my data too. I was like, wow, this is so cool. My top artists ended it's up being really like, cool. <laughs> yeah, my top artists ended up being like Elenium, Hillsong United, Alan Walker, Avicii, The Weeknd, and I listened to forty three thousand minutes of music. It's kind of crazy. Oh but, my gosh, I love but, Alan Walker. Like, yeah, he's amazing. Honestly, like everything that he does is just like it's like ear candy. It's so good. There's a remix of a Madison Beer song that's Alan Walker and. If anybody knows me, you know I love Madison Beer. She's like my favorite singer. I love how I'm just plugging her everywhere I go. <laughs> I just plug a Madison Beer link. <laughs> nice. Last week or last month, actually, Alan Walker was in LA at Academy. I don't know if you had the chance to go see him. I did. It was pretty amazing. Oh my gosh! I wish I had. I was out of town. I've oh. basically been running all over the place this past year, just like back and forth, back and forth. I had seen more planes probably than like I have any other year combined. It's been crazy. Airport vibes though. Airports are a vibe. Have, have I been, been touring? Been oh, I wish. I'm, I'm planning on touring hopefully like next year. That would be awesome. I think it's going to be so much more fun. Like, when I have, like, my collabs out, I do have some collabs coming out. So it's not just, like, me. I have this one track where my friend Jeff is actually rapping, and it's just super fun and super cool. Like, if I tour, I want it to be the full thing, you know? Like, dancers and, like, maybe a band, like, cool lights. Yeah, absolutely. So you said you kind of got started on YouTube a few years back. Can you kind of walk us through that journey a bit? Yeah, of course. So when I was 16, I entered a vocal competition. And this is before I started my YouTube. And it was for KC24, Central Valley's top talent. I ended up making it to semifinals. And they had to have video entries that people would vote on, basically to see if I would go on from, like, round one to round two to round three and so forth. So after that performed really well and I made it to top five in the Valley, I decided to really go for it. So I kind of started recording everything on my own on my little PC computer. I didn't have the best mic. I didn't have the best editing programs, but I did have a little Sony HD camera and... Later on, like, I invested in Magic's Movie Maker, and I would record my own audio, so to speak, of covers of my favorite artists, lay down an audio track, sing on it, kind of, like, smooth out the roughs and edges, and then I would put it alongside the videos that I would film. However, 
I wanted to make myself stand out. So instead of just doing like a straight cover and standing there in front of the camera, I would actually plan out full concept music videos where I'd have a theme. I'd be playing a character. One of my best friends, Julie, would film me. I'd have like my grandma film me, my mom film me. Basically, anybody I could get to film me, I'd kind of be like, okay, here's the plan. This is what we're going to do. And then I'll go back home and edit it. Grandma probably had and a it lot seems of to pay off. <laughs> I guess people liked it because I'm here now and I get to do yeah. what I love to do. Yeah, I bet Grandma enjoyed really filming and everything too. Oh man, she she films my TikToks sometimes. <laughs> she loves filming my TikToks when I visit home. I was teaching her like how to use the editing thing because she's she's filmed like the videos for um like my earliest earliest covers. Gosh, I don't even remember, like, specifically which ones, but it was definitely, like, the 2014-2015 era when she was filming everything for me, and it was such a great bonding experience. I think that that really brought us closer. Nice. So you kind of created music, you did covers, then you made your own music videos. What kind of uh, came from all that? I was watching Megan Nicole. And I noticed she was kind of doing like something similar where she would put her own spin on the covers and she would do like music videos and not, not everybody was like doing this. Like at the time, like doing a music video cover was very unheard of. Nobody was doing this. I think she was the only person doing this. And I noticed in Google search engines that when a song was trending, that was the best time to cover that video. So I had to hop onto that like fast. So you basically but, use yeah. research to go see, like, what things were popular and what a lot of people were searching for, and you use that research to kind of, like, jump in on the trend so you can capture some of that attention. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, and that's literally, like, what I still do now in my free time. Like, I'm always on YouTube. I'm always on Instagram, just kind of trying to figure out, like, what's going on what fits my demographic for my fan base that I have now, and also, like, what I genuinely would want to sing. Because at the end of the day, if I don't like it, then I can't really expect anybody else to like it. But luckily, I I think, like, I listen to, like, gosh, if I were to go to my Spotify rap, it, it said, like, I was listening to at least, like, a thousand, like, different artists, which was crazy. But my top five were... Madison Beer, um, Blackpink. I got really into Blackpink this year. Wow. KDA. Uh, who else? Who else? Pia Mia. I know Pia Mia is always in there. I love her. I met her once. She's super sweet. Oh, awesome. And then, did I say five artists? Did, uh, did I, I only give you four? I think I gave you like four artists in that. Okay, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna give you number five. Number five, who were you? Oh yes, Miss Olivia Rodrigo. How could I forget her? Nice. <laughs> she was like, she was number four actually. She's in there. I love her album Sour. It's fantastic. Deja Vu is probably my favorite song on that album. It's so fun. I like the little like musical like piano sounds. Cool. So basically, and like starting off with YouTube, like how did like your audience and like your viewership kind of grow over time? Honestly, I can't say that I know an exact formula. I had a couple videos really blow up. Like I did a cover of Daydreaming by Ariana Grande when I was 17 years old. That one hit 3K views and like I want to say like a couple weeks, it hit 1K views in two days. So oh, well. then I kind of like figured my niche out and I was like, okay, pop. Pop is what people are liking to hear, like vocal pop specifically. And then later, cool. um, later I think that like my most viewed video to this day was actually a behind the scenes. So I started doing like little vlogs too. I've done behind the scenes of modeling vlogs when I would like, do runway shows and it just like it seems to be something that my viewers like to be taken along on they like to kind of see how my day goes see the process so those tend to do a lot 
a lot better. Like when you're authentically just like showing people, okay, this is like how it's done. This is what I'm doing throughout the day. It's rolling out like content consistently too. Like if you're not, if you're not posting consistently, it's very hard to pop up in a Google search engine. I used to post literally like a cover every two and a half weeks. And there are a lot of videos that have been privated. Oh my goodness. So many videos have been privated just since I started putting out my more professional stuff. But I, I legitimately had at one point about 70 something YouTube videos on my channel. Oh wow. That's a lot. Yeah. um, I Mm -hmm. wrote a book Ditch the Act, and in that book, what I talk about is going out there and sharing the real you, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. And what I've seen with a lot of content creators is what they normally do is they'll only put out like their very, very best piece. Like, let's say that's the cover that you do of the music video. But kind of like what you mentioned is when you kind of talk about like what happens behind the scenes, it kind of garners a little bit more attention because people are really getting to know who you are, what you're doing, and what happens behind the scenes. And the reason for that is because um, as you're an amazing artist and what you're doing on the side, people really want to get to know like the real you. They want to know more dimensions about who you are. They want to really get to know, like, and trust and potentially even like fall in love with you because they get to see all the aspects of you. And by going out there and sharing those behind the scenes type content, it kind of builds that audience uh, connection with the audience. Another thing um, audiences kind of like, is um, they sometimes do like to go back to the very beginning when um, with some people like it doesn't happen all the time but some people like to go and see like how someone progressed so I know that you have a lot of like uh, really fine-tuned uh, content up front that you have front and center but sometimes like the true fans really want to go back to see like where that all progressed from and what the origins were like so while you might have in private it might be a good um thought to maybe consider making them public so uh, people could see more of that journey because some people like to do a deep dive and really, really get to know oh, you. Oh, yeah. I am guilty of the deep dive. <laughs> I do that a lot. It's, see, if it's you're fun. guilty of the like deep little, dive... Like, it's like a treasure it, hunt. Like, yeah. you find all these little, like, missing puzzle pieces and you put them together. Yeah, so if you've been doing that before, then chances are people are doing that with you too. So it actually works in your benefit to have some things that might not be so up to par today, just existing, because there's still with time like my new on stuff. there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like from yeah, five years ago. Yeah, there's definitely some old stuff still. I think yeah. my oldest video is probably like seven years old. So yeah. I still have some old stuff. Yeah, so if it's, like, archived, you can unarchive it, and the date will still show that was, like, seven years ago. So people aren't going to, like, judge you for it not being as good as today, but then it kind of fulfills that deep-dive desire that you kind of expressed to me. Yeah, you're right. And also, like, it's just so crazy, like, hearing... It's cool for me hearing, like, the quality of the audio go up as the videos progress, too. Like, once I got a better mic and then once I started recording with producers and just, like, you know, having all the stuff that I'm really blessed to have now, it's definitely, like, it blows my mind. I sometimes wake up and I'm like, dude, did I really do that at 17? I was very, like, get up and go, but I'm so glad I did. When you start young, too, like, I think my best advice for, like, anybody wanting to do this is, like, start young do not like wait because things are always changing and when your passion is literally just like there's a fire underneath your butt that is the best time to go for it because you're not going to let up you just have to keep that passion ignited somehow like find a passion project even if it's a song that you really really like that may not necessarily be something that anybody else knows if you're singing it and your audience loves you, like, they're going to love that song. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's some pretty good advice. Like, the older you get, the more jaded you get by life and the harder it is oh my to gosh, yes. go and execute something because the more and more older you get, the more negative your friends get as well. And they're like, nah, that's not going to work. No way. There's no way in the world that's ever going to work because, like, as you just get older, you try all these different things and you just kind of 
feel unexcited about trying new things. So if you could do it young, absolutely do it young. Um, if you're a little bit older, then take into consideration that uh, your friends are not really trying to like protect you or anything, not really trying to give you bad advice, but they kind of don't want to see But they're not trying to elevate you. Yeah, they're not trying to elevate you, and they're not trying to like have you like leave them behind if you become successful. That that's more what it is than anything else. Because if you go and try something and you become super successful with it, they're gonna feel pretty bad about themselves because they're gonna be like, "What about me? Now my friends doing like twice as good. Like I don't feel that great about myself." And that's kind of right. like the root issue between why friends aren't that encouraging so it's kind of hard like when you want to do something like you shouldn't really ask your friends if it's a good idea because you get like false indicators that kind of uh put you off track and deter you from doing what you really want to do when who you should really be asking are like strangers <laughs> honestly yes like my first um my first experience with fans literally has all been on the internet most of my fan base is on Twitter. I love my Twitter fans. They are literally, like, the best people ever. I interact with them daily. Like, I always check in on them, see, like, what's going on with some that I've known for, like, the past almost 10 years now. And it's true. Like, strangers will genuinely support you way, way more than somebody who might have known you for years because they're there for your content. They're there to see who you are now. People who have known you for years are going to have this preconceived notion of who you were maybe five years ago or who they were hoping that you would turn out to be. So at the end of the day, like all these voices, negativity coming into your brain in and out, like day in and day out, there's all these influences coming into your head, right? When you have all those voices silencing your own, it's so much harder to get that, that boost that you need to just start because that's really all it takes you just have to start yeah exactly and starting is like the hardest thing in the world to do and we'll talk a little bit more about that after our commercial break um where can people find you online Shailen? you can find me on spotify if you look up Shailen avalon all my socials are Shailen avalon s-h-a-e-l-y-n-a-v-a-l-o-n I'm on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, TikTok. I love a good TikTok. Cool. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week sustainable success is just around the corner if you are an entrepreneur business leader or anybody looking for their next level of success tune into sustainable success with host chris salem did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago the path you started on then determines what is happening now Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel we don't follow 
we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here with Shailen Avalon. Uh, Where we left off is talking about going out there and getting started. Uh, For me personally, when I got started with writing and building out my personal brand, I was extremely scared. I'm like, I don't want to do this. This sounds so scary. It's not going to work. I don't know if I want people to really know who I am. This is going to be extremely stressful. I don't know if it's even going to work or not. It's probably not. Like, all these negative thoughts go through your head. And then, like, at the same time, I asked my friends, and they're like, um, I wouldn't do that if I were you. If you do, you're going to never be uh, – you're going to be unemployable, and you'll never get another job again in your <laughs> life, and you're going to be absolutely stuck where you were. But I looked at where I was, and I was two years into a dead-end job earning $16.24 an hour thinking – I'm stuck. There's nothing I could do. And I was in between this rock and the hard place. So I tried three different things at once because I was desperate to get out of my situation. I was taking public transportation for five hours a day to and from work. I had a 30-minute lunch break. So when I would walk over to the cafeteria, by the time I got in line and was able to order my food, there was like maybe three, four minutes left. So I had to like chow down my food so quickly and I lost the ability to this day to even enjoy a meal because I for four entire years I was stuck in this situation where I had to like eat meals super quickly to even um, make it back to my desk on time and I had this super stressful job and it was weird because I was like outperforming everyone putting my head down and working hard like everyone tells you to do and they're like, yeah, that's the best way to get promoted and everything. And it wasn't working. Nothing was working. Nothing at all. And in the past, everything else I tried failed. Like all these different industries, they didn't work or anything like that. And I was like, I, I got to do something to get out of it. So I tried three different things. I tried applying for hundreds of jobs. I got three calls back. No one hired me. I was like, oh, great. That didn't work. I tried going back to school. Two years in, I got 63 credits. Didn't even get my associate's degree. Uh, didn't finish the first day class, math class, and PE. Couldn't do the PE because they didn't let me bring my phone to the gym with me. And if I can't bring my phone, how am I going to exercise for two hours without music? Uh, You're this, not. This? Exactly. It's not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, no, I PE can't go on the treadmill without music either. <laughs> yeah. But So I was reading all this content by this guy, and it was like, go out there, try something, try something, try something, try something, try something. So in 2013, I also tried it. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to give it a try. I'm going to write and see what happens. Like in the first month, I posted one thing. It got like 102 views. I'm like, oh, that's okay. Cool. So I started like perusing through other people's stuff and like reading their stuff. And then like um, someone... I commented on their post, went back to my profile and read my post, and they were like, wow, that's so cool. And then they shared it to like a thousand people, and I was like, wow, this person shared what I wrote? That's cool. Then I got inspired, and I started like writing all the time. And then within like six months, something like crazy happened. Um, Sure, the numbers went from like a thousand to like 35,000 to like 60,000 to like 80,000 to like 120,000, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and just kept like growing and growing. By the end of uh, the year, from May to December 31st, uh, 2013, my content ended up with 2 million reads. I was like, whoa. Then a year and a half in, uh, I ended up with uh, 10 million reads and like um, 20,000 followers. I was like, this is crazy. I won't fast forward today, but let's move back to you. Like, Can you talk more about your starting journey? Yeah, so... I started out with like 12 subscribers on YouTube. I had a SoundCloud. I'm pretty sure it still exists somewhere out there. Some really like, I don't want to call them bad recordings because nothing that you do that gets you where you are now is bad. I'm going to call them like, like my starting point. Like those were my starting recordings. So I started out with like 12 subscribers on YouTube 
eventually after entering a vocal competition, hitting semifinals top five in the whole Central Valley, moving to LA and continuing to put out YouTube content, I was able to put out some original music for the first time. I write my own songs as well. So it's really, really close to me. Like everything that I write is super personal. They're very, um, they're very relationship based. I will say I am a Taylor Swift fan. So that's like definitely a heavy influence in my writing. It starts small. And then, um, as you go and you build and you start creating more music, that's authentic to you and who you want to become as an artist. It just all seems to fall together. Like people are, people love music that makes them feel heard, music that's relatable, things that they've been through. I've had fans talk to me about relationships where maybe they went through some of the same stuff that I went through, or maybe I wrote a song and they heard it and it prevented them from being with somebody who would have been bad for their mental health. That's another huge thing that I love writing about. Nice. I'm literally like, I'm like in a deep thought right now. Like all the tabs are super open. But yeah, like my main goal as a writer at the end of the day is I want to help people. I want them to feel heard. I want them to be able to cry, laugh, dance. Even if they just don't want to feel anything and they want to numb out for a bit, that's what I'm here for. Like that's my job at the end of the day. Nice. So it's pretty awesome that you're going out there and doing these things. And I'm sure with the content that you're creating, since it's so deep and personal from your heart, that it's connecting with your audience, right? Oh, yes. Especially um, my number one song that I've ever put out, 25,000 streams, I believe, now is called Narcissist, which was about a very toxic relationship I was in. Um, but that song has helped so many like girls and guys just like kind of know like what to look out for and what not to get involved with. And even like the follow-up songs, everything's just kind of like more raw and honest than even my Wonderland EP, which I refer to as Wonderland era. That, that was like such a fun album to record it was very sonically cohesive everything was very planned out and it all sounds like great like it holds up to this day I listen to it I love it but once I started going like past narcissist into my love every night every night was a fun one to record that has like 12 layers of harmonies by the way that I sang like there's no backup singers it's like all harmonies and then into XOXO, it's sort of like it's a story. So if you were to go back in my discography, it's literally like the story of my love life and the story of my personal life. Everything's super open. It's my diary, so to speak. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I love what you said about helping so many people who've gone through similar experiences. Like personally with my writing, a lot of people were like, wow, what you wrote is so inspiring. Like I've been having like the worst time of my life. And by reading your content, I was really able to go out there and feel a deep connection and a sense of purpose within myself. And the others were like, wow, that piece of content gave me the will to live. Like, you don't even know how close I was to wanting to, like, kill myself. And just by reading what you did, like, you inspired me. And now I want to live. Thank you so much. And I'm like, wow, what, what did I write to so kind of, sweet. like, foster wow. these, like, reactions, right? It's like, what, what in the world could I have possibly said to have, like, fostered all this? And... Uh, like me personally, I don't know. I was just talking about like the experiences in my life, and um, a lot have been troubling, pretty sad, uh, you know, things like that. But yeah. on the receiving end of uh, other people hearing about those experiences, they're like, "This guy's still alive. How is he still alive after he went through oh, that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then like when um, you've been like, through it. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting how, like, just by writing, even if you're writing about bad things that happen in life, like, people find inspiration in it. Like, most people think, oh, if you talk about, like, something bad, then what's going to happen is people are going to judge you in the negative light, right? 
Right. And I've even been told that too. Like I've had people close to me caution me and say, Hey, maybe like don't write about that because that's really personal. And then literally like the song everybody was telling me not to put out was my best performing song. Yeah. Right. It's crazy that they like, um, like, like people go to their friends, they go to their colleagues and then they go here, look at this thing. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you should do it. And then they have like their fear indicators pop up. But then when a stranger looks mm-hmm. at it, they're like, wow, this is absolutely phenomenal. Like I've worked with a lot of people in my life and some people just get scared before we even go and push out any content. Like, there's this uh, person who works at the number one um, management consulting firm, and he's got this super high level there. And we got deep into our conversation, and he shared so much stuff with me. Like, when I read it, I'm like, this guy's the man. Like, he's, he's gone through it all, and he's made it to the top. If I read that content, I would work with him in a heartbeat. He shared it with his colleagues. Absolutely. Yeah, he shared it with his colleagues. Yeah, absolutely. And his- when somebody's um, like, they know what they're about, they're solid, yeah. they've got their head on straight, their morals are set, absolutely you want to work with them because you know that they're going to be the person that pushes you to be your best self. Yeah, but he got scared. He didn't want to do it. So I, ha- I have this amazing piece of content that I just have, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, if you don't want to publish it publicly, uh, that's your call. But as time has gone by, I've done it with other clients and did the exact same thing with them. And everyone's kind of hesitant at first. They're like, is this really going to work? And I'm like, just trust me. Let's just do it. They're like, what the hell? How can I get results like this? And it's crazy. Once you get deep, once you go out there and truly um, expose yourself and put yourself out there, People kind of not only get to know, like, and trust you, but they fall in love with you, too. And you kind of experience the same with your music, right? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you're you're definitely hitting it all. Like, you're hitting all the marks here. The world is so much bigger than the bubble that you grew up in. So once you put yourself out there, you're opening yourself up to a bunch of different people who are going to like you for you. Of course, use the internet with caution, especially if you're a minor and you're listening to this. Please don't go meet up with people that you met on the internet. If you are a minor, be careful. Like, just stay in your danger. Be careful with that. But as long as you've got common sense, I see no reason why you should be scared of using the internet. It's actually a really great tool to market yourself. And in this day and age, you can literally, like, create your own brand, be your own manager, I've been independent as an artist for the past five years, and somehow I got verified on Spotify. So you can do it. You just have to have that confidence in yourself. Yeah, and I guess a lot of people think you have to do things in the old school way where you have to actually go and meet people, talk to them in person, and do business with them. But, I I mean, even with, like, the last year and a half with this COVID alone, we've seen that's not really the case. You could hop on the phone with someone. You could chat with them on email. You could chat with them through DMs. You could um, set up a video meeting with them. Like, you could do business with people, interact with them in various ways where you don't even have to take the effort to leave your home. I mean, you could if you want, but um, with today's day and age and where we are with uh, this pandemic, people still get that connection with you through different formats. Like, personally, for every single one of my clients that I've signed on, we've had phone calls. We haven't even had video meetings. We haven't met in person. Like, we sometimes meet in person after we work together, but we don't have that in-person interaction. And these are people who pay, like, six figures a year to work with me with no video contact, no in-person contact, like, none of that. We just operate over the phone together and through email. Right, and also, like, you can get so much done in such a short amount of time. I don't think that, like non-creatives really understand that like two hours of work for us could very well like translate into almost like six hours of work at a desk. Like we can answer so many different emails at once. We can be on an interview. We could be creating content. We could have content stacked up. 
literally, I could create content for a whole couple days and have it stacked up so then I don't have to do anything for a couple days, which is why it looks like I have all this free time. But it's, it's literally what you make it. Like You can do it as big as you want or as little as you want. It all depends on what your goal is and where you want to go with it. Yeah, I think one thing that you mentioned is stacking up content, and we could get more into that after the commercial break. Uh, where can people find you again, Shailen? You can find me on Spotify, Shailen Avalon, and all of my social media is Shailen Avalon, S-H-A-E-L-Y-N-A-V-A-L-O-N. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Tickety Talk. Cool, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel, featuring nationally recognized, best selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with a replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here with Shailen Avalon. We've been talking a lot about all these different things. Yay, hey! And um, one thing we left off on is Shailen kind of mentioned how she creates some content and, like, stacks it up so it looks like she's doing a lot of work, but she kind of, like, pre-plans it. And that's kind of the same that a lot of other creators do. It's not like we sit there and we think of a 100 million things in one day and go and post it all at the same time. We'll usually take maybe, like, a dedicated day or two and start filling up all this content ideas and, like, go and create it. Um, when we're in that creative mood and we'll kind of like spread it out and share it as time goes by so while it might look overwhelming it's not like someone was going out there and creating all like all this stuff at once and I, I think from like a consumer perspective who hasn't ever tried this before it's like wow that looks like a lot of work but if you really think about it if you sit in an office for about eight hours a day and you do actual work and you just switch those entire eight hours just to the creation process you're not going to just create, like, one thing. You're going to create, like, five, ten, like, a pretty big amount of them. Um, if you think about, like, oh, yeah. ten pieces of content or something, like, that's, like, more than a week's worth of work if you post only, like, one thing a day. Literally. Like, I will stack up so many different Instagram posts, TikTok posts, all within, like, maybe, like, a two- to three-day span 
And I've heard people tell me, like, oh, how do you, like, take time out of your day to, like, create all these videos? And I'm like, hmm, well, I'm having fun, first of all. So for me, it doesn't feel like work. It really just feels like I'm having fun and I get to, you know, create something different every day and have, like, my whole, like, niche that I cater to. I danced for about, gosh, I guess is going on, like, 10 plus years that I've danced. So learning TikTok dances for me is pretty easy. I just, I kind of watch it and then I practice it. I actually will literally stick my phone on my bathroom mirror and just like practice the night before whatever content I'm going to post the next day so that I can get up and go and have a lot of different things stacked up. So I have a question for you. You, you kind of mentioned how you're stacking your content flow, but you also mentioned previously yeah. that um, your first piece of content's like around seven years old. Does that still get views today? Yeah, it does. Surprisingly, people really, really like like a couple of my older videos. Like those are some of my best performing videos. I have a cover of Daydreamin' by Ariana Grande that I did when I was 17 years old. Funny story behind that video, actually. That one started out as a video from a choir concert, a solo that I had, and then for whatever reason, the video cut out. We did not get the full video. So I decided to do my own version of it and sort of like insert performance clips from the concert into a pre-recorded track that I did on my computer. It performed way better than it would have alone if it had just been me standing on that stage. But that's one of my most popular videos today. That one and in the studio recording Heartstrings, which is one of my best performing songs on Spotify. If you haven't heard Heartstrings, please go check that out. I love that music video. It was so fun to film. That one was about gosh, I want to say two years ago. That was my first, like, video that I was super, super proud of where I had, like, a full cast and I had, like, a hair and makeup team. It was, like, the stepping stone into now and what I'm creating today. So if you kind of heard what uh, Shaylin just said, seven years ago she created content and people are still watching it to this day. Like a lot of my content that I personally created, I made these things in 2013 and 2014 and I've kind of been riding on the coattails of that success from that content from that long ago. Like my content creation kind of decreased as time has gone by but because I have so much content out there, it kind of does all the work for me where I don't have to go and look for new clients. I don't have to go look for new work. I don't have to go and look for new opportunities. Like people continually come and email me. Personally, over the last year, I've created absolutely zero pieces of content that, that's been related to work. None, not a single piece. But in the last year, I've had over 100 qualified leads emailing me about wanting to work with me and what I do. Now, um, I was also on sabbatical for that time, so I didn't even follow up with those leads. But now they're sitting in the pipeline where I have 100 people I could just go and contact and start making money with immediately. 100 people coming out and reaching out to me to work with me based off work I did like seven, eight years ago. And if you think about that, that's just kind of crazy. And then another thing is um, Shaylin mentioned that with the mu music video that she has, she has dancers now, professional equipment and everything like that. But that was just two years ago. She didn't have that until five letters into the journey. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't have the tools I need, people are still watching her content from seven years ago and people are still interested in it and they still like what she's doing. I didn't have the tools either when I first started. Like back in 2013 when I was writing, uh, do you really want to know where I was doing it? Like since I was on public transportation for about five hours a day, I had a BlackBerry at the time. I didn't even have an iPhone. I just sat there on my BlackBerry and just typed stuff out and wrote it out. And then just click double space, double space, tap, tap, space bar, space bar to put in my periods and everything. Had no one look it over and just read through things like once to make sure the grammar was correct and just posted it. That's all I did. Like no one gave Literally, it a second the less look or you anything. Overthink <laughs> it, yeah. The less you overthink it, like the better it's going to be. There have been videos where I worked 
over time, just over editing, over like analyzing every little movement that I made. And then they wouldn't even come out, which is insane to me. And then at 17, I was out there with my, with my friends, just like filming by the lockers. And I didn't care. Like I literally would film anywhere, anytime. I had no like stage fright or like really anxiety about anything like performing wise, which interestingly enough, I'm a pretty introverted person, but if I'm like performing, it's like I go into this whole other mode where it's like, Ooh, okay. Camera, let's go. Oh, okay. Stage microphone. Let's go. Let's go. And all of a sudden I'm back. I'm my a hundred percent self. And that's how like, I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Otherwise I just be walking around with my little AirPods in acting like I'm in a movie, which is also fun and that's good and that's cool. But I mean, it's more fun to live the movie than to pretend to be in it. Yeah, exactly. And if you're one of the people who are out there and you're scared to be on the camera, like I don't like being on camera either. If you kind of go online and look for videos of me, you don't really find too many. But a lot of my content's written because I like to just sit and hide and be behind the scenes. But if you're one of the people who like to be out in front and center, there's a camera for you too. So you have two different perspectives on two different ways that work. Another thing that Shailen mentioned is going out there and like overthinking things. Like there's been moments where I've sat there and I'm like, I don't know if this is really good. I'm just going to go and edit it. Then after like the fifth edit, I go and post it and it's got like, you know, like 200 reads or something as opposed to like another piece that's getting like 2,000 or 20,000 or 200,000. And I'm like, what? This makes no sense. I thought I was editing it to make it better. Usually when you go and you edit something, uh, it makes it worse. <laughs> it's It's really weird how that works. It is. And... Again, like with the whole overthinking things and I'm only getting 200 views, it's so much pressure that creators put on ourselves to always have our next video be better than our last. Our next song has to hit more than the last one. But at the end of the day, like if you look at everything as its own separate entity, each song is different. Each song tells a different story. When I listen to my favorite artists, obviously I'm going to have my favorite song. It might not be their favorite song and like vice versa. A lot of my fans love the song 17 that I put out in 2018. That one was a fun video to film. It was in Santa Monica, but I will be honest, that song wasn't my favorite off of the EP. My favorite off of the EP was a song called love game, which like I'll get into that later. But when you look at everything as its own separate unit, instead of, lumping them together and playing this comparison game, you're able to enjoy it so much more. Your fans are able to enjoy it more. It's just like, let it be its own thing. 17 is its own thing. 17 gets love. Love game will get like the love and the views or whatever it's going to get. But they're two different things. It's like comparing two different people. Nobody's going to be the same. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like the piece that I absolutely love where I'm like, oh, this is my favorite thing I wrote about. Like it gets like 5,000 reads. And this thing that I wrote that I'm like, ah, it's okay. gets like 50,000. That's it's the one so that they weird. like. That's always the one that they like. <laughs> yeah. It's like the one that, that we think how life works. <laughs> it is. Like we're like, yeah, this is the best. And everyone's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, this one's okay. And they're like, wow, that's amazing. So like even if you have those indicators go off and you don't even think what you made is that great, just put it out there anyways because people are going to react to it a lot differently than you do personally. Because we're viewing things from a different lens. When you're the creator of your own content and you're also like basically the creator of your brand, you look at everything as like a make or break situation and the consumer literally isn't even putting that much thought into it. They're scrolling, they see your video, and if they like it, they really like it. And that's just the end of the story. Like, it's not, I don't think it's as deep as, like, we overthink it to be. If people love a song, they love a song. If people love, like, a book, they love a book. I have my favorite books that nobody's even heard of. And then there are books that are considered classics. And it's just like, eh, like, eh, you know, just that sort of thing. Yeah, like me personally, I, I don't think my book's that great. But then, like, when people talk to me about it, they're like, oh, wow, um, that was, like, amazing. Like, well, how did you 
put that together. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, like, I just like, did. My brain just put the words together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. It was a lot of work, but um, I don't know if it's that great. And then they're like, no, this thing's amazing. I'm like, okay, sure. Thank you. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting how that all works. Like, um, uh, I, I, Shailen, you said a few of your friends, like, uh, called in. Do you want to, like, give any shout-outs to people? Um, yeah, so my best friends um, were tuned in a while ago. I don't know if they're on here anymore, but hello to Emily and Cassandra. I love you. You guys are awesome. Thanks for always being here. Another thing that uh, really uh, good people do is they acknowledge who, like, goes out there and supports them. So if you're supporting someone, just know that they're also thinking about you and they'll find ways to support you too. And that's kind of how the world works on the other side of the platform. So many people go into this lane where they think, oh, it's going to be me against the world. But when you flip your mentality around and go, oh, how can I help the world? Others come and help you too and support you along the path. And it becomes this giving journey where everyone just like gives you things and everything just continues to grow. And next thing you know, you're like, how did I even get here? Anyways, do you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share with everyone, Shailen? Uh, yeah. So I have a new song coming out, and I'm really excited about it. It's called Everyone's Dream Girl. You're hearing it here first. I haven't even announced this anywhere. And it is with my friend Jeff. He goes by JRM Music. Go ahead and check his YouTube channel out as well. We're both going to be releasing the track sometime next week. If you want to check for updates, my Twitter is at Shailen Avalon, as well as my Instagram, my TikTok, and my YouTube. Oh, yes, and Spotify, where we are verified. Thank you, Spotify. Cool, and you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter. If you want to find more information about how this entire process works and can help you in your career, whether you're a musician, artist, actor, business associate, executive, business owner, whatever field you're in, it applies across everything. Just Google Leonard Kim book and look for the orange copy. And uh, it basically has an entire roadmap. I sat there uh, relentlessly figuring out the step-by-step -step process of exactly what to do. And I put so many people through the process and interviewed so many people who've done the process to make sure that the path was exactly the same and that it was a tried and tested and proven model so that you could go out there and do the same thing. So if you're looking to go and achieve success and maybe 10x exactly what you're doing, 5x, 100x, whatever it may be, and just grow what you're doing and find some passion, now is the perfect time. We have COVID going on. Everyone has a lot of free time. Go out there, check it out, and see what you could do to take your uh, – Take what you're doing to the very next level. Once again, everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.